And the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. Okay, I've got lots of fashion gossip to talk about, as you can imagine. We're going to jump right in and talk about the obvious, the Oscars red carpet. Red carpet, I say, not the Oscars, because, yeah, there's probably a whole nother show to talk about. Have people been buzzing, Bob, about the Oscars on other shows? Oh, yeah. yeah. Every show yeah. has an opinion. Right. Of course. Which, and they figure, oh, everybody else has an opinion. Why can't I have an opinion? True, and, true. Yeah. Of course, it's true. I, you know, I, I feel like it's been talked about so much, and everybody I come in contact with, you know, at least the first forty-eight hours, said, "Did you watch the Oscars?" <laughs> so my answer was, "No, I actually didn't." But you know, you didn't have to. You didn't have to exactly. I was actually watching a hockey game instead, and you know, the next day. <laughs> Speaking of violence, <laughs> right? Actually, there was less violence there. <laughs> um, well, so well, less inappropriate violence. For agree, sure. agree. 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 Yeah. Um, I always look at the red carpet the next day anyway because I'm usually either not home or not interested. So I kind of do my research, which I did, and I wanted to just talk about what I loved and what I loathed. And I'm, I don't, I'm not going through every person because I didn't see every person. I'm, I literally just kind of – all right, I want to switch gears a little bit because, first of all – Happy spring, everyone. I feel like it's finally, 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 both officially and on the calendar and weather-wise, it's spring. I'm very happy about this, I must say. And speaking of spring, I want to jump right into the scoop du jour I have for you today is a collaboration that happened. It came and it went. (laughs) I think I spoke about this a few weeks back or maybe even like actually a while ago that it was happening. And I think I was, I might've been on vacation when it actually happened. So I didn't have the chance to say it's happening. It is the collaboration between Iris Apfel and H&M. And Unfortunately, it kind of came and went. However, you may still get be able to get your hands on a piece if you really want it. Um, so l- let's back up a minute. So Iris Apfel, if you don't know this name, I mean, she's a fashion icon. She is um, basically a woman who uh, has been in the design world, is known for her personal style. She really epitomizes personal style. It's Her style's bold flamboyant, whimsical, kind of retro, um, and she collaborated with H&M. Let me tell you about her background for a minute. So she studied art history many, many years ago at New York University, and then she went to the University of Wisconsin. She then uh, worked for Women's Wear Daily, and at some point, she kind of shifted and started, well, it's kind of the same field, but, you know, what didn't focus on art history, went into the interior design business, which obviously very related and, you know. So she became a very successful interior, interior designer. Um, she then had a company uh, with her late husband, Carl, and they ran a textile firm. It was called Old World Weavers. They, it was very 
pretty famous, very well known. They did interiors for several of the White House and and many other very famous homes and mansions and manors. But, you know, one of them was certainly the White House. And they ran that until 1992. She then kind of they were they retired and uh, you know they live in or lived in New York. She still lives in New York, I believe, and in Palm Beach. She might live in Palm Beach full time now, um, but they were just this like little. I think they were ahead of their time. I think they were a power couple before it was a thing. Long before it was a thing, and she just became known for her personal style as well as her accomplishments which was extremely colorful and pattern on pattern on pattern and lots and lots of um, accessories. And then she became known for her big glasses that she wore, still wears. Um, At some point, I don't know what age, but probably 10 years ago at least, I started to see her doing these collaborations with different uh, brands, like jewelry designers. And I thought, wow, I don't know how this came about, but I, I love it. And, uh, you know, she would, she seems very sweet. I've, I've watched many interviews. I actually saw her on the street one day and I was starstruck and too, too shy to say hello, but I did see her in front of Bergdorf Goodman one day. Um, so she just turned a hundred and to celebrate her milestone birthday, she had this collaboration with H&M, the retailer. And, um, it was, it was a great collection. I got to see it up close and personal it was full of like tool jackets and embellished shoes, lots of fun jewelry, of course, extremely eclectic. Well, it came and went. It sold out online in like a couple of hours. Um, I know when it was released, it was released first in the UK and it was sold out within like two hours online. The US, I don't know the time frame, but it was sold out. Then it was in stores, which by the way, I did not know. I thought this was only online. So it was in stores. Well, I was at an H&M earlier this week. And lo and behold, I I do like their conscious collection, by the way. It's a lot of they're working towards becoming more and more sustainable. Side note. I glance over and I saw immediately, I just saw four or five racks filled with um, some of the pant trousers and jackets. They're kind of brocade fabric and very colorful. One was like, I think, a tiger print or something. Or one was had tigers on it. Um, another was like green with turquoise leaves. I mean, it was very vibrant. Think Palm Beach colors. And I immediately knew, oh, that's the collection. So I went over, I kind of perused through it. There was nothing left that I had wanted in my size. So, and there wasn't a lot of it. There were maybe four or five racks. So I immediately asked a sales associate, I said, do you have any of the jewelry left? Because <laughs> that's really what I wanted, the costume jewelry. And they said no. So um, you can, if you're, you know, hit, hit the lucky streak and you happen to be that size, there are still pieces available. Now, I was only in one H&M. That was the big one on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Um, you may be able to get something. Or the other option is I did see some pieces for sale online. So people selling it privately. I saw on Poshmark, which is an app where people sell things privately. Um, I saw a pin and it was like this kind of uh, little rhinestone froggy. And he has, I think he has like green eyes or something. It's emerald somewhere. And I really was one of the things I wanted. But it was it was selling for about 175 bucks. Now this is faux. Keep in mind, this is costume jewelry. 
and it's not even like it's vintage. And I'm like, well, and I know that's not what it cost. I don't remember the retail price, but I'm sure it was not that. So I thought, well, no, I don't want it that bad. <laughs> you know, but of course, it's sold out. So now people can do that. And I'm sure that's part of what happened. People bought a bunch of stuff to then resell online and, you know, make a profit. So great, good for them. But, you know, for me, I'll say, okay, I'll wait. So wanted to let you know that. So if maybe you were lucky enough to get your hands on a piece, good for you. If don't sell it, I would tell you don't sell it. Um, unless you've got duplicates, if you've got two different sizes or for what, you know, because you weren't sure. Um, but other than that, I th- because I think it's, I just think it's something nice to have. I mean, she's 100 years old. I don't think we're going to see many other collaborations, much more collaborations from her, maybe, but uh, hopefully. Um, but I do think it'll be may, could be worth something someday. I just think it's cool to have. Forget about the money end of it. I think it's something really nice, and it's with this, you know, very affordable retailer, and probably one of my favorite collaborations to date that I can think about. So, really nice, wonderful. Like I said, if you did get your hands on, or if you can manage, I think I think there might be a little trick to this too. I think if you wait a little bit, wait a while. I think eventually those people selling it, if it doesn't, I don't think it's all, all going to sell. I think you have to just check back and watch. So if someone has a pin that's, you know, costume jewelry from a retailer, granted it ha- it's with Iris Apple, and it's not selling, you know, three months down the line, you might want to lower the price, right? Or maybe even sooner, right? Doesn't that make sense, Bob? What do you think? Yes. Although lately all I think about in pricing is real estate. Oh, well. and that's a little different. <laughs> yes, yeah. There's no um, buyer's market, as they say. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Seller's market. Seller's Excuse market. Me. Yeah, yes. yeah. Sellers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're waiting for the bubble to. Mm. We th- so they say. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's my thought on on the Iris Eiffel. But super fun. If you can check it out, it is still online. Um, a few things are online. I don't think everything is sold out. I think a few sizes. And again, if not on the website, then you can find it privately on like a Tradesy app or a Poshmark app, or maybe even eBay. I'm sure people are selling it on eBay as well. Everything's sold on eBay. Yeah. And yeah. where you might be able to get a better deal. I haven't dug deep into this because I'm like, well, I wanted some of it, but you know, it's not, it wasn't like a must have. If I missed it, I missed it. You know, and I, as a matter of fact, I just remember remembering this. I was actually away on vacation when this launched. I had it marked in my phone because I said, okay, well, if it launches on, let's say Thursday, I'm going to go on on Wednesday at 12 midnight because that's what you've got to do. I did. I went on at midnight when I was on vacation (laughs) and checked and it wasn't there. So, okay, fine. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I remember I was on the beach and I thought about it and I thought, when is this going to get released? And I checked too late. I checked my, I got an email because I signed up for the notifications and it said, it's going live at 10 a.m. And it was like 1, 1 p.m. So immediately I went and looked and it was already gone. Wow. So I thought, oh, well, that's not really fair. I was ready at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to hit the buy button and oh, frustrating. So anyway... But listen, great for the retailer, great for her. Glad she's still doing uh, photo shoots and collaborations and covers of magazines. It's just, I mean, it's just really so. There's actually a documentary about her, which is very interesting. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I forgot about that. That was done a few years back. 
I don't remember where it is, what streaming service it's on, but mm-hmm. there is one that is out there, probably Netflix or something. And uh, it was about, it was when her husband was still alive too. And it's very touching and very, really nice. She tells really great stories about how when she would go shopping at, I think it was Marshall's. Was Marshall not TJ Maxx wasn't around yet? I think it was Marshall's. She would go shopping, and she would always ask to buy, and she, as she calls it, dungarees. <laughs> and they wouldn't sell her dungarees. They said, "No, that's for men." And she kept asking, "I want a pair of dungarees." She wanted to buy them. She wanted to buy them. And then finally, she got her. Somebody sold her a pair of jeans, and they were men's, of course. So she had them. I don't know if she had them tailored or just styled them herself. Mm. So, I mean, again, so ahead of her time. You know, I thought, wow, and look what we're doing today. We've got menswear inspired everything now. We're wearing the boyfriend jeans and the boyfriend jacket, and so just incredible. But yes, yeah, she's got some great stories. If you happen to catch that or or look it up, I know it's online somewhere. The documentary. All right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and let's talk trendy. So a, f- a few rising trends for this summer, and I've decided to categorize them into love and loathe. You know I love to play this game, and um, because, it, I don't know, it seems like more and more I have a stronger opinion. Usually I'm kind of like, well, it's okay, it's all right, I'll take it or leave it. I don't know what it is about today and the trends, but I feel like they're kind of, maybe they're just repeating too soon. Maybe that's what it is. You know, like one of the trends I'll tell you is 2000 revival. So from year 2000. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's what, (laughs) that was yesterday. Come on. (laughs) So, and what is that? So it's basically low rise denim. Remember this? And this was, yeah, I thought, yeah, I guess that was, I thought that was the nineties, but maybe it was late nineties into 2000. It was low rise denim, um, things that are kind of diamante. I can never say this word. looks like it's sparkly. looks like diamonds, but it's not kind of rhinestone. Lots and lots of denim, lots of colored denim. I thought, was that just 2000? I don't know. I'm not here for it. I'm not loving it. I don't, I don't know. It's not even too soon. I didn't love the low rise pant trend the first time around. I did wear a few, full, full disclosure, of course. And I remember at the time, I thought, okay, they're okay. They weren't my favorite. I happen to have a long torso. So low rise denim is not good for me. It just makes my torso look even longer, which then makes my legs look shorter. So, you know, I always talk about proportion and scale it's really like goes against what i believe in but i remember having like one or two pair that were okay they weren't super super low and i remember some of them i mean the worst part for me about low-rise denim is i'm going to say the obvious when people wear them and we see the butt crack hello doesn't matter guy girl it's so horrible like i don't understand and i don't understand how that's comfortable by the way like don't you know you're hanging out <laughs> i think at a certain point people become uh comfortable with the idea of clothing not being comfortable i think you're right you're probably right yeah i think about that like yeah, I saw a man recently the other day in the city and, you know, he's wearing a pair of shorts and they did not fit. Let's just put – let's just say that – put it nicely. Okay. They were too small, way mm-hmm. too small. And you're right. I think, And I thought, does he not feel that they look, they look like they're about to fall off because he was crouched down? Does he not feel that? Mm. But I think you're right. They just get comfortable with things being uncomfortable. Mm. I – yeah, not not I. Anyway, also, so loathe that clearly. Um, Also on my list, I think what happens is 
one can take a very practical approach to fashion, right? like I tend to most of the time, not always, um, And I think, or your wardrobe. And then I think you can take a more abstract experimental approach. And I think that's what's happening more and more and more. And I'm not against either. I think a healthy balance of both is good. But I think what happens is trends will often create emotion. I mean, that's definitely what's happening with me. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not loving low rise. And people tend to uh, equate clothing with a time frame, especially when we're talking about repeating from the past. And it's either good or bad. They love it or loathe it. So like, oh, I remember I wore those the first time around. Or, oh, I remember as a kid, I wore this and that and I hated it. Or I loved it. It's kind of like, you know, what you had to eat as a kid if you didn't love vegetables and you were forced to eat vegetables. And now as an adult, you love vegetables. It's kind kind of like that. Well, that's me anyway. <laughs> um, I think it's similar. I think people, you know, trends create an emotion and, again, good, bad, and indifferent. I think it's also often a way to escape, to dream. I think um, it's a way to be a different character and uh, and not in a bad way, just kind of a different version of yourself. I know I do it all the time. I'm always a different version of me. Being having fun with clothing because that's what it is. It's supposed to be fun. Fashion should shouldn't be too serious. So that being said, I think that's what's happening here, and I think because we're repeating things so soon, I think it becomes a little bit uh, you know touches people differently, and and maybe not at all, but it's from what I'm seeing anyway. Um, So chunky sandals is another thing, of course. You know, I've got three words for chunky sandals. I'm all in, or my three words. <laughs> so, um, but I get how some people go. Oh my gosh, they're super clunky. They look heavy. They look absolutely. They do. But I actually love that, um, and I like the proportion or the juxtaposition of like I, like I tend to have tiny little ankles. I call them olive oil ankles. Remember olive oil? She had those little skinny, scrawny ankles. I have those, but I actually have learned to love them and embrace them because then I can wear a big chunky shoe and it doesn't look weird or disproportioned. So same thing with my wrists. I have very, very tiny wrists. Bracelets are always too big, but I can wear big chunky bracelets that sometimes other people can't because it just looks like it's too much and it looks kind of imbalanced. So, I mean, basically you've got to embrace what you've got, right? You got to work with what you have. So um, I love the chunky sandal. I also think it's a nice departure of a sneaker, um, of certainly of a flip-flop, or even of a heel. I think it's something you can wear, you know, right through the fall, depending. And there's so many different versions. We've got everything from a Tiva version, a Birkenstock version, to something a little bit more elegant or something a little, like a Prada version that does. Everyone is now doing a thick-soled, chunky sandal. Just want, like, do you want it to be Velcro? Do you want it to be lace-up? Do you want it to be a slide and slip-on? And so forth. But everyone is doing it at every price point. So I love it. So that's a love. Uh, here comes a loathe. Micro mini skirts. I have one word. Why? Why? Why is this a trend now? And, you know, we can thank the runways, certain runways for bringing it back. Okay, fine. I'm not sure who this is for other than I want to say a young girl. But then I thought, well, if I had a young daughter, I don't think I'd want her to be wearing a micro. You, you, you can't look upon it as your daughter. You have to think of it as yourself at that age. Is, okay. And then, you know, wanting to create some excitement. 
Okay. And, I mean, it's, I, same thing happens to me when I look at, at some of these cars that are on the road today that are almost racing cars. Right. They're loud. They're fast. And I'm like, oh, I can't imagine anybody wanting that. But I remember a time when I was younger when yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Okay. All right. That's a good perspective. So, okay. But is it, re- is it practical? Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So how are we, you know, we're, this is going to be like, this is already on its way down to be mass marketed. I mean, we're going to see them if we don't see them already in the lower end retailers where young girls may or may, may not shop, maybe even older girls. And I'm like, I don't know. And it's a lot of like pleated schoolgirl kind of, you know, leaning towards the preppy trend, but they're tiny. And I thought, well, I don't know. I mean, unless you're just wearing it over shorts, I don't, I don't know. I just well, that's a thought. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure who and why and who this is for. What customer? That, that's what I tend to think, especially as a stylist. Well, who is this for? Who's the customer? Well, it's not an even if it were like, is it maybe a supermodel or a very thin athletic girl that's got great legs and she's 23 and she's. So how do they test for things like this? Do they, they pick a bunch of people and ask them, would you buy this? Not did you buy this and are you wearing it, but would you buy it? And I'll bet you if they go by the yes to the would you buy it, they may not be learning the truth. I don't think they do that. No, they don't even do that. Well, some things for sure. Yeah. I think in this situation, it was shown on the runways and now it's just like, okay, because that must have gotten a decent response on the runways then. Uh, Well, yeah, that people loved it. Yeah. 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 But still. But would, would those people that loved it actually buy it and wear it? Right. And remember, it's a select type of person that's seeing it first on a runway. It's uh, usually a fashion-conscious person that's mm-hmm. either there or looking at it online. It's not the general public. Yeah. They're just seeing things for the first time usually in a store or online once it's already been mass-produced. So, yeah, I, I don't all right. Well, clearly, I loathe that one. So, <laughs> um, also on my list, exaggerated platforms. Obviously, I love this too. Um, some of these are actually even, uh, dare I say, too big for me, um, too high. A lot of them, not that I wouldn't try them, but this is, again, another another extreme. This is kind of like the shoe version of the Micro Mini. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right? It's the other extreme. Well, they pr- probably could go together. Actually. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was, I believe, Dolce & Gabbana and Prada, too. To, uh, no, I'm sorry. Versace and Prada did show these on their runways. So, of course, they're already in Zara, by the way. I saw them yesterday. They're already big, huge double platform and a big, huge heel. Now, I love that. You know I love that because I find that easy, easier to walk in than a pump, easier to walk in than a big stiletto heel because now your foot's not on such a big angle and a big uh, slant. Mm. Um, so platform under your forefoot always helps. It just kind of eliminates half of the heel usually. Um, so, but these Does the are, weight of the shoe make it easier to walk in? Well, they're not all heavy. Oh. That's the thing. Some Even? of them, some oh. are, but some are just like, I don't know how they do it, but some are just very light. Some are just like a normal oh. sneaker, you know, no heavier than a sneaker. Hmm. I've had ones that are heavy. Yes. Okay. That does make a difference. But I have many now, and I have to say that's no more heavier or lighter than, than like a, even a chunky sneaker or, or a sandal. Hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I think, but some of the, they're exaggerated, so they're really, really high, the platform, and the, then the heel is really, really high. So there, there's a point where it's like, okay, it's just too high, because by the way, that limits what you're wearing with it. So, you know, a lot of, most of my pants are all tailored to a specific heel. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, I've got most of my pants tailored to a very high heel. If we're going even higher, now my pants are going to be too short, and now I'm limited to wearing a skirt or a dress. So, you know, there's that. Um, And, you know, I can't see buying this shoe that's super duper duper high and it's just a trend, you know, and you've got limited use. For me, that's like, oh, it's kind of, you know, no. So I would say um, it depends on how high. This I don't loathe, I don't love. I love the idea, but it's going to depend on how high. I do think, once again, it's a nice departure from slippers, sneakers, and flats that we've been wearing, well, most people have been wearing for the past two years. So, you know, again, you don't have to get the six, the five-inch platform. You could do a two-inch platform, and then the heel is like maybe four inches. So minus two, it's like you're wearing a two-inch heel. Um, I don't know. That's, that's my opinion. And then lastly is um, matching sets. I love this. And I think for, this is not new this season. We're, this is kind of continuing from a few seasons ago. So I love this. Anything, and men or women, it's basically a top and a bottom that matches. It doesn't have to be a suit, but it can be. It can be a little cami, a little camisole top and matching pants. It could be a tank top or a button-down shirt and matching shorts. It's anything that's too pieces that matches so matching sets continue this season they've been around for a few seasons now and i mean why the obvious you end up getting at least three to five looks out of one outfit so i mean it travels easy it's it's almost like becomes like a uniform um you know you can split it up obviously and wear mix and match and uh especially if it's something that's a print and you can mix it with something that's a solid. I think it's super, super easy. So there's lots of versions of this, by the way, in all different retailers. Everything from J. Crew to um, Alice and Olivia to Zara H&M. I've seen them everywhere. They've been out a couple seasons now. So highly recommend if you find a matching set. doesn't have to be print. Um, I would get it. I would definitely invest in it and whatever your budget allows. All right, lastly, I want to do a new little segment. It's called Stylist Tip of the Day. Um, Every week I'm going to give a tip of the day um, of what I think I want to share with you. And this season, color is back. Amen, amen. And whether it's grass green or it's cotton candy pink or it's that saturated yellow that we've been seeing or that very bright, bold blue, it's back. So my tip for you is to look in your closet see what color you don't have, and buy one bold piece. And I mean bold. It's got to be a huge cocktail ring, big earrings, a bag, a silk scarf for your hair, shoes. Maybe it's a whole outfit. Whatever it is, in one very, very bold color that you wouldn't normally wear. Just one thing. And it could be $2.99 or it could be $2,000. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're you're comfortable with. And wear through the spring and summer. Try to, to wear it at least three, four, maybe five different ways with different outfits. And um, just try it. But one color you, would, you thought you'd never wear. And again, it could be the smallest thing. So it could just be earrings. And okay, it's not that big of a risk. But... I encourage you to try it. Let me know how it goes. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. On the cover of a magazine, Grace Kelly, hollow jeans, picture of a beauty queen. Jean Kelly, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, dance on air. They had style, they had grace. Rita Hayworth gave good face. Lauren, Catherine, Manitou, Betty Davis, we love you. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that were in the mood. Don't just stand there, let's get to it Strike the pose, there's nothing to it
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. This new humanitarian parole program will complement the existing legal pathways available to Ukrainians, including immigrant visas and refugees processing.